<sighs> it's Monday, folks. And we had a lot of sports this weekend, but the one disappointment was our LAFC once again failing to make it past the round. And for me, it's sadness because we had high hopes. They were the team to make it this year. But that's what sports, ladies and gentlemen, and we got to live with it. But that doesn't mean we can't have a good episode. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of What's the Word, LA? I am your boy, Manny. Many of you hear me at Living in the 323 podcast, but like I said in past episodes, this is a whole new project. This is a whole new thing. And for me, it's really important that I started this because Abby and I decided to take a little break from 323 but that doesn't mean that I should stop working. I need to work and I'm glad that I started this project, but we have a whole set to talk about today, but we're gonna get straight into the interview today. So ladies and gentlemen, as many as you know, whoever listens to the show and whoever loves following sports, LA has a new soccer team. I repeat, we have a new soccer team, but a lot of people are wondering, do we need three soccer teams in LA? Hell yes, we need three soccer teams in LA. We have the Galaxy, we have the LAFC, but here's the thing. This is not a men's professional team. This is a women's, I repeat, a women's professional team. Now, the reason why I stress about this is because we needed a women's soccer team in Los Angeles for the longest. And when I say the longest, it's been on the, it's been on the works for years and it's finally happened, but... The reason why we're talking about this is because I have a spe- well, I have two special guests with me today. Um, I just found out about these two lovely ladies a couple of days ago. And when I found out about them, I was just like, I need to get them on here. I need to speak to these ladies. Why? Because I heard their podcast and I absolutely fell in love with it. I love that we have women talking about sports and talking about life at the same time. And I think it's a great combo. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome... Angel City Chicks, Nina and Amanda. Hey, hey, what's up? Hey, ladies. Hey, glad to be here. Thank you for being here, ladies. I appreciate it. How is your day going so far? Oh, (laughs) it's going okay so far. We got up. I mean, you know we are LAFC fans. Of course. Of course, we're kind of feeling the same way that most of the community is feeling Mm -hmm. right now. We're we're sad. We're mad. that, you know, our heartbreak having flashbacks yeah. from yeah. a little while ago. I think we're all feeling, I think we're all feeling that effect. But in a way, ladies, if you really think about it, we made it this far without Carlos Vela. So in a way, yeah, it kind of, yeah. it does say that the team is excelling and it's growing to where Coach uh, Bradley wants them to be at. The future mm-hmm. is bright for these players, but we'll get into LAFC later. Um... Angel City soccer team. Yes. What what is your take on that? Because for me, I am excited. The fact that we got we were awarded a women's soccer team is a big deal to the city of LA, but I want your take on that. Why is it important? Well, I think for us the one reason it's super important is I mean, women's sports in general is something that, you know, I feel like, you know, really hasn't always been on the forefront Mm -hmm. and the the women's world cup that happened last year just Mm -hmm. brought so much excitement to the game of soccer and women's sports in general Mm -hmm. that I think 
you know, you saw a need for it. You saw people like getting together and having watch parties and supporting. And, you know, we have such a great sports community here in LA and Southern California in general mm-hmm. that, you know, it was just, it wasn't a matter of if we were going to get a team. It was just a matter of when. And I think mm-hmm. they just capitalized on a time that was just perfect where we were coming off mm-hmm. the world cup win that we had just had with the U S women's national team. And yeah, I think they were, they saw a wave cresting and I think they mm-hmm. took the opportunity to just kind of ride that. And, and that's kind of where we're at right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's not a better time for a team like this to happen in mm-hmm. LA and we're so excited about it. Yeah. We started thinking about this and we started our podcast about a year ago. Yeah. And you know, we've undergone some changes since then. We used mm-hmm. to be a threesome. Now we're a twosome. Yeah. Um, but our other host, Amy has actually gotten really involved in the supporters group and she's taken a leadership role over there for Angel City. So we couldn't be happier for her. Um, that is awesome to hear. The fact the that. Yeah, and then the two of us have decided to just keep rolling with the podcasting. You know, we really enjoy being able to share our opinions and our views and being able to promote this in a way that other people can't. And, you know, being able to sit in front of a microphone and give our opinions and really push not only women's sports, but mm-hmm. what this team stands for is also a lot of diversity, equity, inclusion, a lot of social justice and equal pay for women in professional sports is yes. one of our main tenants. So yes. being able to sit here and talk about that is amazing. Well, I'm really glad that we were awarded the team and you ladies said it all. The fact that this is creating many opportunities for the city of Los Angeles. But here's one thing though. You mentioned equal pay for women's sports and I've seen this in the works for a long time now. What do you think should and can be done for women to have the same equality rights and pay as men sports do? Yeah, I think it starts with just equality in terms of perspective and interest in the sport. Because honestly, men's soccer is different from women's soccer. Yes, it the is. The tactics are different. The style is different. Everything is different. It's like comparing European soccer to MLS soccer. There are night and day differences. The wit, the quality of play mm-hmm. is the same. The sports and athleticism is the same. The rules are the same. But the tactics that go into having a team in the MLS versus having a team in the NPSL versus having a Premier League team are totally mm-hmm. different. Yes, they are. And people need to start to understand and respect that this is still good quality soccer. And I think that's where we're starting to see a shift and a change because the tactics that go into a women's soccer team match mm-hmm. are completely different. And a lot of people haven't been able to reconcile that because, you know, it's actually not less physical. I think girls foul a lot dirtier. Oh yeah. I think oh, yeah. it's a little, it's just different. And a lot of people haven't been able to truly come to terms and appreciate that. And you look at things like women's basketball where, you know, things aren't the same. And a lot, for some reason, there's this misconception that if it's not equal playing style to men's professional teams that it's not as worthwhile mm-hmm. and what we're trying to combat and what is being combated right now is the fact that you know yeah it's not going to be the same we all know biologically women and men are different yeah. but what this is is still an athletic quality experience mm-hmm. and people who start to learn it and appreciate it and people with the soccer knowledge can step into it and educate those around them mm-hmm. so it's it's different but it's still spectacular. You know, I I, I like to compare it to, we watch a lot of UFC fighting and, you know, like girls, they they don't hit as hard as the guys. They're probably not as fast 
as the guys are, but they do the same thing that women's soccer does is, you know, they're technical, you know, mm-hmm. that everything is, you precision. know, is precision. They think about what they're going to do and their form is usually so much more on point than the guys because they're not just trying to go out there and just hit you one punch and knock out. They're trying to be tactical, tactical about what they're doing. Yeah. And it can be so exciting to watch if you take time to step back and understand that it's not always who runs the fastest, who mm-hmm. punches the best, you know, who's kicking the ball the hardest. There's a lot of thought and a lot of things, a lot of movement happening on the field yeah. that sometimes it's a lot more exciting to watch if you think about, all right, you know, there's actually thought going in to everything that they're doing mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they're creating things based on, you know, how they were taught to kick the ball and move the ball and everything. So yeah. kind of exciting. And you, you know? look at the sports industry in general and it is still very male dominated. You know, uh, I'm blessed to have found a best friend and a pod partner Aww. in Amanda. <laughs> she and I both truly love sports. You know, everything about the experience from going to games to getting together to watch games, mm-hmm. everything like that has just really been who we are for such a long time. Yeah. But we look around in the sports field and it's still very male driven and male dominated. So no duh, it's going to be the same when it comes to viewership, when it comes to how teams are paid, when it comes to how teams are promoted, when it comes to those rights for tv yeah but, you know it's still a very male-dominated industry but you've got some really badass women oh, yeah. who are taking stamps and who are making names for themselves in sports yep and you're starting to see that more and more and you know it's only just going to keep growing right and i yeah. think this team here in la is going to be something that's going to only help propel women's mm. sports in general not just soccer but just in general you know yeah. and i'm super excited about it. i mean our our uh, city of LA and SoCal in general. I mean, we just provide so much talent when it comes to this sport that yes, again, you know, it was just a matter of time before we started seeing something rooted here so that we could just start keeping more of our own here and having them yeah. grow and develop. So. And what she's referencing is the fact that USC and UCLA mm-hmm. are the two top teams are the two top schools to put women into professional soccer. Yes. So, it's a no-brainer to put a team here where they can actually then also stay here yes. and build this city, and hopefully we can see a lot more developments in that area. But, you know, the industry of soccer has got a lot of stuff to work on in general in terms of mm-hmm. collegiate eligibility and uh, the professional standards and paying players in general, you know. Yeah. Even in MLS, a lot of the players aren't necessarily paid as well as they should be. So there's a lot of work to be done all around in general in this industry, but soccer is... Still, I know it's been around for a while in the U.S., but it's still developing. We haven't hit our stride. I, I agree. I absolutely agree with everything that you ladies just said. And then to UCLA and USC, um, they are actually two of the biggest schools in the nation that provides women's opportunity to play at a professional level. And I got to applaud them on that because you got soccer, you got basketball. soft like Softball right now is it's still growing and i feel like ucla has grown to where their softball program is probably the top program in the nation and then you got volleyball as well and i would actually like to add to that because me i coach girl sports and i started this a few years ago to where they brought what we call GPLA, which is Girls Play Los Angeles. It's a program that is run with the um, with the city of Los Angeles Rec and Sports Department. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a, very familiar with it. Yeah, so I'm an advocate for that. And I'm a coach as well. And 
one of the things, one of the games that, well, two of the games that I coach are volleyball and basketball. And some of the girls were very shy to come and play. They were shy to even try out. But I told them, look, come out, practice. If you like it, then I can show you how to play. And little did I know, I ended up making a team that now play in different programs, play in different schools. And one of the things that I did for them was I actually took them to a UCLA versus USC volleyball game, women's volleyball. And you should have seen <laughs> the look. Awesome. You should have seen the look um, in the eyes of these girls because they were excited. Their parents were excited. Some of them like were even telling me, "Is like, what is that girl like? What is she doing?" And I would explain to them like, "Ah, I want to learn that." So I feel like with Angel City coming to Los Angeles, it not just only provides an opportunity for women to play at a professional but it also motivates and inspires younger you know younger girls today to want to try the sport because there's a difference between being a fan and being you know an an athlete of the game but there's a lot of similarities why because i've gone to lefc games i see women and girls teenagers young girls getting into the game especially they're sitting in the supporter section so i absolutely agree that it's important that this decision was made. And one of the things that I loved in your podcast, Angel City Chicks, for those of you who have not listened to the podcast and are listening to this episode, go subscribe at Apple Podcasts. They are there. And no, these podcasts are free, ladies and gentlemen. You do not need to pay anything. And I just want to say thank you to these lovely ladies for, one, putting out a podcast where, you know, it's it's a women's podcast. Like, for me, being a male to come on there, I'm just like, bravo. Like, the fact that you ladies know what you're talking about. You ladies know what you're saying. And you give no Fs about it. And you said it on there. It's like, if you are not a fan of the sport or you're not a fan of us, you may go now. And one of the things I said, one of the things you ladies said was, why L.A.? But then you mentioned, why not L.A.? To that, yeah. I, I was just like, yes. Why not L.A.? L.A. is such a beautiful city. Like, we have... One of the most diverse cities in this entire nation. So, bravo to you, ladies, on that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that. Um, you know, like you brought that up. Why not LA? Because I mean, mm. I can't think of a reason why you wouldn't want to bring an outdoor sport here to LA. Yeah, I mean, we perfect have weather. Perfect weather. Mm-hmm. We have you know athletes in our backyard that are just going to be ready to go. And yeah, and we're just going to bring so much to the table with this team coming to LA. And, you know, we have to thank this amazing group of ownership that came into it. I mean, there, I don't know if you've had a chance to take a look at who's owning. I have, I have. And I actually, that was the next thing I was going to talk to you ladies about the ownership. A lot of names, a lot of names on there that I know of. But my thing is that this is like, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is and almost all women's owners like that yes. it's amazing to see that we have a team that is you know a lot of investors are women and notably being mm-hmm. celebrities because now today you don't see a lot of celebrities you know being part owners of a team and i think with angel city it's like a lot of women celebrities came out and said i want to be a part of this so what do you girls what do you girls yeah. think about that like like how big of a deal is this for women to oh it gives or, me chills to this day yeah. you know when we in our older episodes you know we did a few as 
Center Midtick, which we have with Amy, and then we mm-hmm. rebranded because it didn't feel right to continue that. And we also wanted to really pay a tribute to this new team in LA who we've been like clamoring for. Yeah. But looking at this ownership group, you, it's nothing like we could have imagined. You know, we thought maybe it would be associated with either LASC or Galaxy, mm-hmm. but this is an independent team. This is supposed to cross barriers, and that's something that we really strive for yeah. and are working towards our podcast, you know. We admit that we're LAFC fans. We are proud LAFC fans. Same here, same here. But at the same time, time, we want to reach out to our Galaxy counterparts because Mm -hmm. this is bigger than that. This is bigger than the MLS. This is something new and different. And you look at the list of like Mia Hamm, Abby Wambach, Julie Saudi, Lauren Holiday, all Women's World Cup champions, all gold medalists. And, you know, all who have also done things for women's sports all putting in money to bring this team to LA. And then you see people like Karen Nortman, Julie Ehrman, and Alexis Ohanian. Mm-hmm. And Alexis Ohanian is the uh, Mr. Serena Williams, yes. if you're not familiar with. Uh, Who isn't familiar with Serena Williams? That That's a oh. que- that's a question that I would like someone to answer for right? me. If you're not familiar, then it's like, Woo. where have you been you at? Can <laughs> get a Google. Yes, get a Google. Get a Google. Yeah. <laughs> she is a powerhouse. So, I mean, again, that is just another strong name to add to this list. Of yeah. And then, of course, Serena and Alexis gave their daughter ownership. So Olympia yeah. is the youngest got me owner right there. in sports history because she doesn't love that. That got me right there. I was just like, wait, you mean to tell me that you're giving ownership to a two-year-old? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> I'll take it. Yes. Talk about <laughs> and not yeah. only that, but a minority two-year-old mm-hmm. female. Yes. You know, it, you've got to just, you have to give that the credit that it deserves because if you go back even 10 years, I don't think we would be seeing this. There's been so much, there's been so much movement right now in our country towards diversity, equity, inclusion, as we talked about is important with this team. And it's just a beautiful thing to see. And it is, you know, the process is just beginning, but we've got a young girl of color, young, like she doesn't even know she has ownership yet. probably. You know, it's something that was so important to her parents to instill in her this power and strength. And when we talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, you know, uh, I've done a few seminars now with Dax Devlin Ross for my work. Yeah. And he talks about the power that is in there, mm-hmm. that is in this um, work that you put into understanding your importance and your value, as well as understanding your surroundings and social justice. Yeah. And I think Olympia's ownership really speaks highly to that and to the climate that this team is attempting to instill from day one, from before any games are played, you know, it's a sense of unity. Cause the other thing is there's only one official supporters group, Mm -hmm. you know, there we've seen other support pop up, but there is only one official supporters group and that's rebellion 99. Yes. And I do follow them on Instagram as well. I saw what they're doing and here's the thing. It amazes me that supporter groups have grown in the city of LA and you know, not to take away anything from the Los Angeles Galaxy because they do have a history of winning championships in LA. And, you know, I I respected the Galaxy, you know, since I was a kid. And it's like when LAFC came, I was just like, I like what they're doing. They're giving opportunities to young players. And one of the players I actually wanted to talk about is Latif Blessing. Because when he came to when he came to LA, no one knew who he was. So the fact that he made a name for himself. Not just to the team, but to the city. Because now whenever whenever people go around the city, they're like, oh, Latif Blessing is my favorite soccer player, you know, in the MLS. I'm just like, that's a really good choice. Why? Because one, he's he's such a tiny player. Like, his, his height is like, 
height doesn't matter in the league. The fact that he has a tremendous amount of skills, he has a tremendous amount of talent, proves that he deserves to be playing for a team like this. And then the fact that he got an extension, I think, last year to remain with the LAFC, it's like it's amazing because now it shows the hard work that he does. But with that being said, what do you think the culture will look like once Angel City starts playing? I think it's going to take what the 3252 tries to do in terms of inclusion mm-hmm. and just amplify it to the next level. Yes. You know, one of the things that we've always appreciated about our team and about our supporter culture is the fact that it transcends nationality, it transcends age, it transcends gender. Yes. And I think something the NWSL in general has done is taken that and say, okay, we raise you tenfold. Mm-hmm. So I think what you're going to see is even more people feeling included and feeling welcome in this environment, there's going to be a lot of outreach to LGBTQIA+, yes. as well as for the social justice movements in general. And I, I don't want to harp on that too much because I don't want to sound like a broken record. Mm-hmm. But I think what you're going to see is a culture that's even more inclusive than you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to see some highly competitive people because one of the things they've already started is this concept of undeniable, unapologetic, Mm-hmm. and unstoppable yes you know and i think that sums it up right here yeah you're gonna see some of the most competitive soccer you could ever imagine and there's absolutely nothing wrong with being competitive i think we need competitiveness in every league because if you i'm gonna use the nba for example because a couple of years ago they had the golden state warriors they had an all-star team so it's just like there was really not much competition there but now that you know, they're not the hot, the hottest team in the league now. It's like the competitiveness is real. And with the MLS, I feel like a couple of years ago, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, yeah, we had European teams come to play. Uh, for example, the mm-hmm. Galaxy, they played um, some of the other teams in the league. But I feel like now with adding players such as um, Carlos Vela, Slatan Ibrahimovic, um, I'm not going to really say Chicharito because he's not really he's doing anything trying. right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not the biggest Chicharito fan, but I mean, it's like he needs he needs the time and I feel like 2020 just was a blur to everyone. Just because we don't get mm-hmm. the we don't get the they don't get the opportunity to play now, but it's like all these European players are coming to the league and some of the people have said that the MLS is a retirement league. What do you girls mm-hmm. think about that? So, go ahead. <laughs> she stopped me. She gave me a finger. Yeah, yeah, no go for it. <laughs> Yeah, girlfriend. Let me let me talk about this. So yeah, I know we've absolutely heard that. And actually, the first time I actually even got into MLS was actually only recently in 2015. Lived in New York City, and NYCFC was a brand new franchise, and yeah. we jumped on board with them because that's where we were living. Yeah. And we saw the likes of Andre Pirlo and Frank Lampard, and yes. I remember, you know, that was something. We were like, you know, all oh, these old guys are coming back. You know, it's great to see them here. You know, like the the old versions of these guys are on the playing field of like the creme de la creme of the MLS. And, yeah. you know, it's so funny how quickly I feel like that has actually, actually changed. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden we've gone from being a retirement league for, you know, English soccer or European soccer, yes. all that. And now I feel like we're almost like a platform for these young players. You're starting to see us reaching down to a lot of these South American teams and grabbing their youth and cultivating them into these players that are now getting all of this attention from these bigger clubs. Yes. I mean, what, Almiron, 
um, with Newcastle. He's done some amazing things over there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even Pulisic, who's not an MLS guy per se, he's still something cultivated by the U.S. in a sense, who is now doing amazing things. He scored today in the FA Cup for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, first time an American has scored in the <clears throat> FA Cup, just so you know. Yeah, and um, l- my team Arsenal won. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. <laughs> yes. Christian, look, Christian, Christian Pulisic is right now killing it in England. So I'm happy to see that because I am a, US, I am a USA fan. And yeah. a lot of people have talked a lot of things about um, Christian. And it's like, no, if he's doing this type of work in Europe, it just shows, you know, the talent that he possesses and the professionalism that he has. Because like you said, there's a difference between playing in the, um, in the U.S. and in Europe. It's a, you know, this goes back to the whole culture. You know, MLS has its own type of culture while teams in Spain, Germany, England, France have their type of culture. So it's like it shows that he adapted to to their culture and it's working for him. So kudos to him incredibly on that. Incredibly well. Incredibly well. I mean, he's I so proud of him. I mean, we I think we all like to see somebody, you know, from the US mm-hmm. doing amazing things over there because I think it only makes US soccer more legitimate. It gives us a little bit more of a leg to stand on instead of people just being like, you know, oh, you know, you guys are like you said, retirement league over there. But no, we yeah. we've cultivated talent that's doing things on a bigger scale and I think we're going to continue to see that. I mean, you've yep. got young players like Rossi and Atuesta. Christian Torres. Sorry. <laughs> you just look at him like a homegrown player. What is he, 16? Mm-hmm. I mean, even Bryce Duke, who's 19. Yeah. You know, yeah. they've come up through our system. And, you know, our academy is still trying to form the way and the style of play that we want to instill in our players yeah. so that our national team can be truly successful. Yes. But I, I challenge anyone to pivot and look at our women's team. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, yeah. yeah. And we are completely opposite on, as far as women go. You know, like you said, people would be like clamoring to get over to Europe to play from the yeah. U.S. And that's like a big thing. But we've got women from there clamoring to be over here yeah. and be a part of what we're doing as far as women. So that has to speak volumes for the level yes, of talent that is happening within women's soccer. Yeah. And here's the thing, ladies. Um, I want to actually get into the women's U.S. team because how many – okay – how many titles have they won in the last, I want to say, ever since 1999? It's I think it's four since then. I think four. it's five total. Four. Yeah. Four. Yeah. yeah. And here's the thing. I, and at the and time. Let's, let's remember that that doesn't happen every year. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. So <laughs> exactly. here, here's the thing. The men's World Cup, everyone makes such a big deal about it. I'm like, no, I mean, it's one of the greatest celebrations that the earth has because it's like all the greatest nation, the greatest nations that have their players come and represent their country to win mm-hmm. a prestigious title. Like winning the world cup is a big deal. But mm-hmm. the problem that I have is the fact that the women's world cup doesn't get that much recognition. And it's a problem yeah. to me. And it's a problem to me because I love women's sport. Like I like seeing men play against each other. I like women, you know, going against each other because that's where I see the competitiveness. That's where I see the fearness come out of them. And, you know, for the women, for the U.S. women's team to win two World Cups in a row says a lot about the system that we have in this nation. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because we have women coming from Europe, coming to the States, and then we have, you know, men that are playing in the States that want to make it to Europe. And, 
you know, to men, <laughs> Europe is the goal. Like, Europe is the place to go play at. And I'm not trying to take away anything from, you know, from the Mexican League, from the South American League, because those leagues are very competitive, too. But, yeah, sure. But, but each one has its own different style. Yes, and that's they do. something we talked about earlier. You know, you can't compare soccer in Liga MX to mm-hmm. soccer in the Premier League because it's two different styles, it's two different types of play, it's two completely different atmospheres as well. Yes. The culture is different. Yes. I mean, I mean, I've seen people in those leagues excel mm-hmm. and then get picked up by a totally different league and do nothing. So mm-hmm. it just means style of play is, is different. different, and it may they, they may not be adaptive to it in the same way. I so, mean, we've seen it in LAFC specifically when we had you know Horta. <laughs> Horta, Andre Horta, who tried yeah. to come here and do good things and just didn't well, last after the goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like a one and done. And yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, you know, when your first touch in a team, this is not great. Yeah. Just, he could not adapt and, you know, it's safe for him, but, you know, or even Chicharito, who we've seen try to come to the Galaxy, but they can't connect with him the way they could with Slotson because with Slotson, all they had to do is put the ball up and over. Yeah, he's a powerhouse. He's a beast. He's tall tech. Yeah. And he's going to be the first one there and he needs one touch to score a goal. Chicharito yeah. is not the same. I think the Galaxy's tactics, if you looked at their playbook, was this ball to Zlatan. That was yeah. it. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. That was it. I got to so give you guys, guys an applause for that. It worked. It worked. It worked well for them. But now yeah. that they have a different type of player, it's not necessarily connecting in the same way. So same with leagues, league to league. And yeah. even in this day, even in the MLS, I mean, there are teams that are different. And, mm-hmm. you know, so Hector yes. Ramirez, who is a star elsewhere, couldn't put it in the goal from six inches away for us. Yeah. And you know what? Um, you're absolutely right. I feel like with um, Ibra, it's like he came in and he he made a statement. The fact that he scored that first goal against us, that first game, I was just like, God damn it. This yeah. guy, this guy's going to, this guy's not going to be easy to beat. I mean, I watched him warm up and he was wearing Calvin Klein boxers, which, you know, yeah, nice to watch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we watched him warm up because we've obviously, we obviously went to the game because yeah. I wouldn't you. It was the first time LAFC had played in LA. Yeah. And so we went and we watched the game and I just, Stared at his butt as he warmed up. I'm sorry. Stared at his calves uh, uh, as he warmed uh, up. I'm just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a different kind of human. He's otherworldly. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Love him, hate him, whatever. You can't deny that that man possesses something that is just he is not, not human. something you can cultivate. <laughs> yeah. And he's not human. I'm sorry. I mean, Slatan, he was yeah. perfect for the LA market because he's a character. Yeah. He, he was so easy to just put out there as, like you said, I, as Latan. Right? <laughs> Thank you. But Slatan. I mean, he's doing amazing things in Serie A now, even with AC Milan. Still killing it at 38 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not normal. Yeah. I will say, though, like, no, some not. of our friends work in esports as well, and they told us, like, Latan's son was playing on their team, and he was the nicest. This guy, he would show up at practice, and he'd be okay with just kicking the ball around with anyone who was, that was out there, coaches, yeah. players. So right. even though he puts on this, I am Zlatan facade, yes. and yes. that he's kind of a dick sometimes comparing mm-hmm. his I was actually going to get to that. Fiat, you know, he's still a caring and compassionate father, and that's kind of cool. Yes. Right. And here's the thing with Zlatan. He, in the pitch, he is an arrogant person. Like, he, he but the thing is, he backs it up. He, I know, it's so 
he's annoying, but he totally backs it right up. Check. He writes checks using cash. Yeah, like he'll say it's something cash. and people get upset, but then again, it's like, dude, he has the things to back up what he's saying. Like with his talent, it's like, holy crap, this guy's a freaking god or mm-hmm. something. But my thing is, is that. When it comes to playing a sport, there's two type of people. There's the athlete, and then there's that other person that you are outside the pitch. And I've seen Slatan, you know, do stuff for community. I've seen him do stuff for his charity. So it's like he's a he's a well respected person, but on the pitch, it's like, should I be scared yeah. of this person or should I like, you know, be like, oh, he's just human? But it's like the thing is, he's not human. No, he's, he's something else, and you know, I think. Like, I mean, Hollywood couldn't have wrote a better script for what happened here in L.A. in his time here. He came in, he did Zlatan things, and then we sent him home. And we have to give credit to the Galaxy for kind of knowing their L.A. market. You know, they brought in Beckham. And what would L.A. love more than Beckham in person? I don't know, mm. Becca Man Posh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad you know, they yeah. Just yeah. throw that in there too. And <laughs> so you know, LA. they did a really good job of then targeting and really captivating their LA market and yeah. bringing them into soccer because of this hunky, hunky man and his superstar wife. Yeah. And he's also really damn good at soccer. <laughs> he is. And then they turned around and they're like, okay, we'll give it a little while. Oh, Zlatan? Yeah. Yeah. We're taking right. him next. We got another marquee player that we're going to bring out here. And again, he's going to yeah. dominate the headlines with what he's going to do. And, and he did. And then LAFC saw that and said, you know, Vela. Yeah. I think, so, I think getting called is Vela, yeah. Zlatan 12 out yeah. of 10 times, though, because as good as Zlatan is, he's Zlatan. That's it. Yeah. Vela, he's a teammate. Zlatan is, is one person, but Vela's a teammate. He's not selfish. I mean, no, you he's know, not. we saw that with the amount of assists he also had mm-hmm. in correlation with his goals. You know, that didn't happen with Zlatan. So yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. take Bayless 12 out of 10 times over Zlatan anything. I will agree to that. And let me add to that, ladies, the fact that Vela is a team player because even some of the other teammates of his have said, oh, having Carlos Vela on the squad has really helped them grow as a player. Which regards to Slatan, where you see him pushing Sebastian Leger out of the way during a free kick, which made me die. I was like, hilarious. (laughs) That had me dying. I was like, oh, he he did not just do that. I don't know if you listened to uh, Benny Failhaber's podcast, the BSI, but he had Sebastian Leger on, and then they talked about that. And again, it was hilarious. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, it was great. I mean, again, yeah. cinematic. And, yeah. and here's the thing. I like Sebastian <laughs> yeah. Leger, though. He, I like Sebastian Leger. He's a good player. Like, the fact that he got injured I'm during the... the oh. I like him, too. Actually. Yeah. Take a look at the Hold on. Really sorry. My, my Alexa went off right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, no, Alexa, I'm what not talking to you. <laughs> no, but look. <laughs> I like Sebastian Leger. Um, I think he's a great player for the Galaxy. The only thing I am disappointed is the fact that he doesn't get the captaincy. Like, he's been on that team for a long time. I think he deserves to be the captain of the team. Like, he, like they need to give him that R band. Just like how when um, uh, Simon left the LAFC, they gave it straight to Vela. And I think that, you know, in a way, I think they were trying to get Vela to earn that captaincy. And as soon as uh, Simon left, it was just like, oh, we're granting you captaincy, so lead the way. And which was a smart yeah. move in FC's part because... 
the way he plays, it it shows the type of person that he is, the type of person that he is, you know, in the clubhouse and, you know, an overall leader. But the funny thing with Vela is that he is not a soccer fan. He is more <laughs> of a basketball. basketball. Yeah. yeah. He loves basketball. Oh, my gosh. He's so funny. Like, we had a chance to meet Vela. We, we actually... We won the silent auction where we all got to go to the training center oh, nice. and watch some practice. Yeah. And we had a meet and greet with uh, with Vela. And we also got to meet a lot of the other players. The other players. It was a fundraiser put on by the Austin Everett Foundation, yeah. which Tyler Miller was really active in. So oh, nice. It was so great. I mean, we met Vela. And again, like we hardly even, we didn't even talk to him about soccer. We talked about the Lakers. He's such a huge fan. We oh, talked yeah. to him about his son, LA. We, and he's the nicest guy you could ever meet Seriously, he looks we like he was it with us for a minute but he walks into the we're in the cafeteria space yeah and the players are coming out of the locker room to get lunch and he comes over and goes aren't we eating yeah like, he's gonna sit, like, we thought we were just gonna like shake hands <laughs> take a picture and he was gonna go about his business but and he's like no sit down and he stayed for probably 45 minutes oh yeah, wow and just added with us it was the most amazing experience like when he first walked out, I think we all just kind of like tensed up. I was like, oh my gosh. Amanda oh, definitely pushed her husband out of the way to get closer to him. This is amazing. If you look back through our yeah. Instagram, you'll see there's a picture of us all standing with Zayla. Yeah. And it's, you know, us two, my boyfriend, her husband, our friend Amy, who we mentioned earlier, and yes. her husband, the six of us are the ones that won it. And to get those places in the picture, Amanda literally pushes her <laughs> husband away and crawls up next to Vela. And I'm wow. like, oh no, yes. <laughs> and he just, he just laughed. He saw, he, I, I like took Christian, I'm like, oh no. No, 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 you're not standing there. Nope. That's not going to happen. But nope. He's the nicest guy. He really is. All the guys are super sweet. Like, that's the cool I've thing to really like about Yeah, I actually went it's to a true. meet and greet. Um, I actually went to a meet and greet with, um, with a friend because he's a season ticket holder. And I got to meet Diego Rossi and one of the most chillest guy out there. But let me get back to Vela because I've heard things about Vela. And I'm actually glad that you ladies are kind of clearing the wave out because after the games, a lot of like people are like, where's Vela? Like he just bounced, doesn't want to see that. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because I'm, I said, I'm like, you know what? He probably doesn't like the attention. And you know what? I respect that from him. And, I, and I'm not going to lie. I was just like, maybe he doesn't like. Maybe he thinks he's too good for the media, but it's like, you know what, in a way, I'm just like, he has his wife, he has his kid, maybe he just wants to go to them and just be like, you know, okay, the game's over, let's go home. Because he seems like he's a very family-orientated person. Yeah, so, absolutely. So for, mean, we can tell you just from what we've heard from his from people around the team, as well as mm-hmm. from meeting him, he's just shy. Yeah. And, I mean, quite honestly, like, he's also not necessarily comfortable because he doesn't speak great English and he doesn't want to feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable in that situation. And that's something that, you know, I really I'm, emphasize. I'm okay with it, the, yeah. You know, he, for him, it's also just like, I, I, he doesn't, he's shy and then he doesn't want to be out there mm-hmm. because he doesn't speak the language fluently. Yeah, and, he, and yeah. here's the he, thing. He's an amazing guy. The fact that he just sat down and talked to us. And it's funny because people were, we, in our group, we had some pictures for him to sign and people were giving him stuff. And I remember Christian, he kind of felt... He didn't feel bad, so to speak, but he didn't want to, like, overwhelm him with stuff to sign. So yeah. he just asked him to sign one thing. And he just, he like, do you want me to sign the rest of your stuff? He, like, wow. offered it. He's like, well, I didn't want to. He's like, yeah. And he took it. I mean, he's nicest guy. Again, absolutely. It's a total misconception of anything. You know, you've got people, like, we're talking about Zlatan. 
loves to be front and center. Yeah. Loves to talk about himself and everything. You've got Vela, who's not about that. He comes, he puts in the work, he does what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And then he, I, I will feel like he thinks it's fine for it to be about everyone else on the team. He does. That. He's yeah. not a selfish player and he's not a selfish person. No, it doesn't seem like it either. Alina Baru, who is the um, executive director for the LAFC Foundation. Yeah. And she talks about her interactions with them while they're cracking jokes because she's fluent in Spanish. So in Spanish, they'll hang out and they'll talk and they'll crack jokes together. Yeah. And her experience with him is different than I think what the public sees because he is a team player and because he is shy. Yeah. You know, you can't hate on somebody who goes out there, does their job, but is still a team player and doesn't want the spotlight. Yeah. And you know what? I, I do, I do understand where in a way he doesn't want, you know, he doesn't like the media and I'm okay with that because the media does tend to twist things around. So I would definitely understand where he's coming from. But which leads me to my next thing. Vela with LA. Like, this is the perfect place for him to play. Why? Because LA is such a diverse city. He can go to any restaurant that he wants. There's someone there that's bound to speak Spanish. So in a way, it's like he would he would feel comfortable, you know, doing that. And then like I had a friend that actually met him at a gas station, went up to him and asked for a picture. And he was just like, of course. So it's like, yeah, like, uh, like yeah. I wish players were like that. And I get they're very like self-centered, you know, they don't like, like to interact with certain people. And, and I get that. But for him to be like that, not just with, you know, people at the stadium, people, you know, inside, you know, the, um, like the cafeteria yeah. or anywhere, like in that little clubhouse, that's um that's inside the stadium but outside i'm just like like this says a lot about him so i gotta give it to carlos vela you know Mm -hmm. i am sad that he didn't play you know in the mls is back tournament and you know i respect his decision yeah yeah Yeah. it was tough but um yeah i want to get back but it was nice because it gave a lot of players the chance to step up you know we saw even more of rossi who yeah. we love to watch and, you know, who's always been a leading goal scorer for us. I mean, yes. he scored the full first goal against the Sounders. Yes. Ah. Yay, Diego <laughs> Rossi. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you a question about Diego Rossi. It's much, okay. As okay. much as it's going to hurt, where would you like to see him play in Europe? Oh, because no. he, he, <laughs> don't say things like that. No, because here's the thing. Why, look, why are you trying to make us angry right now? No, no, of course. <laughs> no, but look, such a good time. Oh, we no, were, we, we, we were still are. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Hold on. This is for me. I think I just ruined the show. <laughs> no, but no, look. I can answer for Panda. Oh. I think I know where she wants to see him play. Okay, Arsenal. She's an Arsenal fan. I'm so, an, yes, I'm an Arsenal fan. That is my okay. Premier League. Team. Um, although my favorite player doesn't even play for Arsenal, and it's just, I don't even want to get into it, but still, um, that'd be fine with me. Um, yeah. Do you think he fits the European style, though? I don't know. That's you know? actually a Is tough thing. thing. I don't know if I could see him going to Europe. I don't know. You yeah. know what? Look, I'm going to keep it 100 here. I honestly don't. I honestly do hope that he does stay with LAFC. But in a way, if he does end up going to Europe, you know, I'll be really happy for him because it's like he he's earned it. He's only 20, 22. Uh, 22. So yeah, if, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. I'm feeling 22 as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, yeah. I, I really do hope he does stay with L.A. But in a way, it's like if he does go to Europe, 
Um, congratulations to him. You know, it's well-deserved because it's the type of player that he is. He's getting recognition. But I do hope that he does stay with L.A. because it's like he's made a name for himself just like other players in LAFC. So let's we, see what happens. We'll be lucky if we keep him, to be honest. Yes, Being we that will. Young and that good. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even imagine him staying yeah. here, unfortunately. I but mean, I'm pretty sure he was like the number one of MLS's top 21 yes. under 21. Yes. Or top 20 under 20. Yeah. Yes. So maybe he's only 21. How long is that? I think, he, I don't know. I, well, I think he's made it for two years. I mean, so I know like, 2020 feels like it's been like five years long. It does. I might have just aged him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but let, let me just say right now, LA does have the tendency to create players. The Dodgers have done it. The Lakers have done it. LAFC has just joined that that prestigious list of developing players and making them into stars. And Rossi is yeah. a, Rossi is a star. Blessing is a star. Vela was already a star, but I feel like he's making a bigger name for himself. But the one person that gets my attention is Mark Anthony K. His height, his speed, but the thing that that dazzles me is his control. Like mm-hmm. he's got control that I'm just like. Oh, like I'm jealous. I wish I had that. It's amazing. <laughs> it is. And you know what I love most about Kay is he suffered an injury in the first season. And after I think it was like his first or second game, he was out the rest of the season. Yeah. But Kay never stopped being around. He was at every game. He was at every supporters event. We have pictures of like us together with Kay in mm. his boot with his little scooter. Yeah. With a little scooter. He was always there. He was always showing up and present. And, and he never said no to a fan. Like, even after they would be like trying to get everyone out of the stadium, he'd be like, "No, I'm stopping and talking." He's like, he would talk to everyone. He's very humble, Ever. and, and I like that. Maybe that's because he's Canadian. That could be the reason. Because be. he's Canadian, mm-hmm. and we know they're all notoriously nice. Yeah. yeah. So, but either way, I, I love Kay. Like you said, he's got he's got a great presence on the field, and yeah. you know when he's on his game, there's there's hardly anybody else that can do it better. So absolutely, I agree. Fortunate to have him. Very fortunate. Yeah. I, he's someone that we love, and he's actually become, I would say, a good friend of the podcast, too. And his girlfriend, Rachel, nice. is the nicest person in the world. And they have the cutest dog, too. By the way. Uh, Zara! You can oh, never go wrong with so, the pups. A, uh, no, never. she's a golden lab, right? She's a golden retriever. Yeah. yeah that's I'm a meant. sucker. But yeah, no, he's the nicest guy. Anytime he sees us, he remembers us. I mean, we went mm-hmm. to one of the LAFC Foundation events, and he came right up and gave us a hug and yeah. we were actually asking him about his uh he, he like pulled a, his hamstring in the playing yeah. the Canadian national team they're asking him yeah, he I, just come to the MRI earlier that day. Yeah he's like I just got a scan, I get the results but like just like casually and chatting. open. Just like he, nothing is off limits to the fans. And you know, he's someone who's also shown up with the thirty two fifty two for the Black Lives Matter movement and for doing marches. I with saw that. I saw that and he's, yeah. he's huge into just, you know, supporting racial equality and things like that. And He's got, like I said, people in his corner and his girlfriend who couldn't be sweeter yeah. also supporting and making sure to be a voice for change and a voice for good. Yes. And, you know, if we remember, that's LASB's thing right now is, you know, the voice for good. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> no, but I, I will agree that LAFC that players... for good. Am I supposed to say no, it's okay. Whatever. No, but you know what? LAFC players do have a tendency to step up to support the community. And I love that about them. And then the fact that LAFC also demonstrates that they're a diverse team. Like the fan base is a diverse group. 
and they don't oh, discriminate. Yeah. And if something like that comes up, they take action. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that they do because all a lot of these other supporter groups, and I've seen it happen that something happens and they're like, oh, well, it's gonna, yeah, they don't address it. But yeah. you know, kudos to the thirty two five two, kudos to LAFC. Um, before we jump back into Angel City, because we're 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 almost at the hour mark. Um, for twenty twenty one. Do we like to talk? <laughs> oh no, I love to talk. I love to talk. But um, twenty twenty one. What is one thing that you would you, like you ladies would love to see, um, Bob Bradley change and improve for the next season? I mean, I would like to see more of some of our homegrown players taking the field. I would love to see some of our academy players, yes, really getting their shot. Yes, I agree. Um, I mean, we've seen Bryce Duke come on, and every time he comes on, he seems to do Seriously. something that we all remember. And yeah. I think that's super exciting. I'd like to see more of that, absolutely. I mean, we have such mm-hmm. great talent, we've already said, right here in our own backyard. So, yeah. I mean, I'd love to see more of yeah. that on our pitch. Yeah. And I'd yeah. like to see us keeping up the pressure and keeping up the aggression. You know, I'm really a fan of playing in the fourth four three three style and I agree, same here. Just the pressure that puts on and you know, seeing our players really thrive in that. Yeah. Um we've had some great games when we've been very aggressive because a lot of times we feel like we've been dominated. Like we feel like we're more of this like very technical team and everything. And then anytime we play somebody that is a little aggressive, you know, like Portland for example, you know, we crumble because we're like, oh, we don't, you know, we want to be nice or something. And I'm like, I don't want us to be nice yeah, anymore. I don't want to adapt to the play style <laughs> of any other team. I'd like to see Vermeer get more playing time also. I really like his style as a keeper. You know, Sisniega is really cool and I think he's a great keeper as well. Yeah. But I really just like the style that Vermeer brings to the yes. table. I'd also like to see Vela playing more in his natural position. Yeah. I think we have a tendency to try and put Vela in the middle. Yes. But he doesn't play that with as much natural force as he does, you know, off to the left. So yeah. I'd like to see us put Rossi in the middle and then give Vela his true identity being out on the side. I agree. And then I think Rossi is just a definite. Rossi's a definite striker. The way he plays, he's de- he's demonstrated that he's a natural striker. And Vela, if you put him on the left, it's like he is deadly with that left foot too. So game over. Game over. I agree. <laughs> And then, I'm asking her a question because she has way more soccer knowledge than I do. I, I, you know, I have but, sports knowledge in general. Yeah. That's kind of my thing. But I grew up in soccer. No, but you know soccer. what? Let me, up- let me add this. Let me add this. Um, I think it's awesome that you are a student of the game. Like, you're learning. And I think that's what women, young ladies need to understand is that you might not understand everything like that. But if you really want to learn, just focus on the game. Ask questions. Eventually, you're gonna get it, and like yeah. you'll like you won't be a hundred percent, but it's like you will know what to say at the right time. You will know what's happening, and and I I, I gotta yeah. applaud you no, on I, that. I, so thank yeah. you. Yeah, no, I feel like I've learned an incredible amount of knowledge. From and that's her the important stuff. And from my husband, who obviously you know runs Defenders of the Bank podcast, he actually introduced me to the sport in 2014 so you know i'm about six years in of just actually taking notice of the sport Mm -hmm. but again i think someone who plays and watches sports in general i think it's a lot easier to pick up you understand a lot it's Mm -hmm. just those little things and there's still a lot of stuff that 
you know, it takes time. We have the, the twins that sit in front of us, Lalo yeah. and Gaston. They yeah. have been immersed in soccer for a long time. They play it. And, I mean, they pick up things that I'm just like, you might as well have just been speaking, you know, like Russian to me just now. But <laughs> I'm learning. And I love when they teach me that stuff. And, like, yeah. every time we watch and we talk about it, I learn a little more. And it's just it's so exciting. Yeah. And part of me feels so bad growing up my entire life with this misconception about soccer. I grew up in the Midwest yeah. and we are, you know, football, baseball, basketball kind of country. Yeah. Soccer yeah. was kind of one of these things where honestly, I hate to say it, you almost made fun of because all we saw was the, the flopping on the field. The, yeah. yeah. I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And now I get it. And now I, I mean, I've completely changed my tune on, on how I feel about the sport and the athleticism that's behind it. And, you know, yeah. anytime I get a chance yeah. to correct somebody from back home about their misconception as well about soccer, I will totally do it. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah. I'm different. So <laughs> this has been my favorite sport. This has been my sport of choice my entire life. You know, yeah. there's no better sport. And my boyfriend actually got me our LAFC season tickets in nice. 2015 as a way to get me to agree to be his girlfriend. Okay, I have it a works. question. I have a question. <laughs> Where are your seats at? So we both sit in Founders Club, actually. So we're in the club seat. Nice. Yeah, we have pretty nice seats, a little bougie. But, you know, it's actually how we met. Is unknowing, not knowing each other before game one and even not knowing each other game one. We sit three rows away from each other. Oh, wow. And our guys connected, we connected, and we formed this, like, unstoppable, very awkward (laughs) (laughs) foursome. LAFC power couple, folks. Yeah. yeah, it's great. I mean, so, yeah, our seats are great in the fact that we wanted it. Just the view alone is incredible. So we sit right behind the guys that are video are, are actually videoing the game. Yeah. So if you're watching the game on yeah, TV, you're, th- you're watching what we're watching. Like, yeah. we are such good friends with the guys that actually run the cameras because we're right behind them. It's the same guys every time. And it's mid-pitch right behind them it's mm-hmm. perfect and we nice. love it because we get to watch the game we get to watch the game the way i want to watch it you the know pizza view. Yeah. and three two five two have a whole different thing going on there they are there to be the heartbeat they're yeah. there to be the soul of the club and they are and they are and they they can't always watch the game and be involved and know what's going on because yeah. they, they have a whole other mission going on so we like it because we get to watch it. Our guys like it because they're there. They're taking notes. They're analyzing the game. They're trying to put together this picture of the game the best they can. So when they do their podcast, you guys can recreate everything that has actually just happened. And the only way to do that is from seats that give you the perfect view. And that's where we're at. And I, I can't imagine a time anywhere in the near future where we won't be where we're at. Yeah. yeah. We love it. And that's so, that's awesome. No one would have thought that I'd meet such a good friend, someone that I want to podcast with, someone that, you know, just compliments me. And, yeah. me. <laughs> and, you know, we met because of this team, we met because of LAFC, but now we're growing our love of sports to everything else. You know, we're both Dodger fans. Our guys are both Mets fans. You know, yeah. it, it's, I mean, it's the strangest okay. connections that you would have never expected. Yeah. Who would bond over a terrible, or a terrible baseball team like those two? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so sad, but they so, love it. So yeah. Good. No, so, but, you know what? That brings me into a good segue just back to Angel City, where I'm excited 
for what that team is going to do for people. Like yes. to me, I'm sitting here thinking about all the exciting opportunities that are going to happen for people right now. We don't even know they're going to happen. Like mm-hmm. people are going, you're going to meet your friend. You're going to meet your friend. Yeah. I'm glad you guys <laughs> my hands right now because I'm really getting into it. No, no, but no. no Go you, right may, you may meet your best friend. You may meet, you know, some, some love of your partner, life. your love of your life. Who knows? This is going to create yeah. so many opportunities I think for people here in LA uh, mm-hmm. that are going to bond over something that they love and that's exciting yeah. to us yeah. and if anyone wants to do like a science experiment and see how the correlation between personalities relate to where you sit on the pitch relates to overall friendship in life we'd be grateful to be because yeah. <laughs> that's a really specific survey yeah. kudos to you thinking of it that's right yes let us know we're, uh, we're available y'all heard <laughs> <laughs> okay um I have another question. So, um, are you ladies part of a supporter group that for LAFC? No, we are not. Okay. And we are members of the 3252. We proudly pay our dues and we support them. We yeah. are out there at 7 a.m. to tailgate with everyone else. Yeah. But for the Defenders of the Bank podcast, which is what my boyfriend and her husband run, yes. we remain neutral in terms of supporter groups. We yeah. equally support and drink with and eat with every different supporter group there, as well as the unofficial ones, you know, like Pride Republic, the people that are trying to become supporters groups. Yeah. We still extend the same love and appreciation to them, and we appreciate everything they do for those 90-plus minutes during the game. Yeah. But we kind of laugh because we're just kind of our own group, you know. We're almost our own supporter group, being defenders of the bank, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We we, we think that's the best way to be. We want Mm -hmm. to be neutral. We want to support all of them. Like when things come up, because our guys are a voice, if you will, for, you know, I guess not unofficially a voice for LAFC, anytime any of those groups needs promotion or they're running fundraisers or they're doing anything for their own group, we want to be able to support it kind of independently. And, you know, and if we were a part of a supporters group, then it could be conflicting. So because we're a voice, because we have far reaching base, it's mm-hmm. nice to be kind of neutral in that sense so that yeah. we can support them all in a sense. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So okay. No, no. And that's how that is. We just love them all. We love no, them all. And I don't I know that think... I could choose, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be the hardest part because we've made friends in so many different supporters groups. And that's another good thing about LAFC is you don't necessarily only socialize with your SG. Oh, you no. Know, you can go and talk to anyone you want. But, mm-hmm. you know, we've got our own... Um, canopy that we set up at tailgates and Pam nice. and I typically spend most of our time under there and the guys disappear for the entire tailgate. <laughs> I was going to say, hold on. We have a tailgate. The boys have a canopy. They set up for the tailgate. Oh, wait. We set up for the we tailgate set up. and get ready so that they can walk around and drink with everyone while we sell merch. And the only rule is they have to bring us back food and drink like every hour uh, on the hour. Uh, I think that's a good rule. <laughs> <laughs> so we hang out in there and then we're looking forward to angel city when the roles are going to be reversed and we're going right. to get our canopy and they're going to set it up they're going to yeah. tear it down and we're going to we're going to go socialize and have right. a good time <laughs> the plan. i mean we still have so much fun like going and sitting under our canopy you know there we have so many friends that come by and it's oh. almost hard to leave because everyone now knows like we're there. Come yeah. by, say hi. And they're also helpful. Like they actually all help us set up our stuff. And I, I miss it so yeah. much. So it's probably that's the one of the hardest things right now with mm-hmm. everything that's going on with the whole COVID stuff. I'm just, I just miss that 
yeah, I miss the, the camaraderie. Games, but I, I miss our fans. I miss being out there and hanging out with the, the people that share the same passion that we do. Yeah. So, you know, our 7 a.m. crew on tailgate days where we all unload each other's cars. You know, there's no boundaries. And, you know, there's nothing is off limits. You know, we're just there to be mm-hmm. friends. We're there to enjoy. And it's just this true sense of community you don't get many other places. Yeah. 100%. And... I miss going to the bank. I I remember the first time I went, I just got I just got this feeling. I was just like, whatever is whatever trouble, whatever's troubling me in reality, I'm just like, you know what? Once I walk past those gates, that that stays behind and I'm in a whole different vibe. So Yeah, you're home. Yeah. It's home. It's your, that, it's your yeah, your safety zone. It's where you come and you know everyone there is there for the same reason. Yep. And you you enjoy that. And yeah, we yeah. miss it. We love all the people that work at the bank have become such good oh friends. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, and they're very polite. Yeah. Really nice people they're there. Oh, so great. One of them's driven me home from a game. Uh. <laughs> the bartender in the Founders Club took her home one night. We love Chuck. Aw. <laughs> so my boyfriend had to go back to Burbank to record, and Chuck is nearby for me, so Chuck offered to give me a ride home so I didn't have to pay for an Uber. Aww. And tell, tell the, the listeners where you went. So I might have been a little... Uh oh. And then I definitely told Chuck, we don't have to go home. Let's go to the bar. Whoa. So she like FaceTimes me from the bar with Chuck. Whoa. I'm like, Chuck, you were supposed to take her home. And my boyfriend's like, just like, make sure she gets there eventually. Aww. Sorry. Aww. <laughs> no, well, you know him. what though? I I'm glad that your you know your boyfriend didn't react um in a certain <laughs> way because there's guys out there that would have been like, What in the hell are you doing? But no, no I think no, no, but that's no. dope though. That's I, like our our adopted brother. Yeah. You know, Another father. We yeah. love him so much. Oh, yeah, and I'm glad. Spends at the bank all the time, too. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone that works there, there's so many people. And that's also the fun thing about being in Founders Club is we've gotten to know everyone who works behind, you know, the food counters, the drink counters, the people that are checking our tickets. Yeah. The security guards that are there, we've gotten to know so well. And, you know, we think that's like sad. And it's just kind of sad because. We miss those people, and we're friends yeah. on Instagram and things like that. But it's not the it's same. It's not the same. Yeah, I definitely get yeah. you girls on that. And hopefully, once this whole COVID nineteen pandemic is over, then we can all go back and rejoice, celebrate that you know COVID didn't you know didn't get to us, and you know enjoy a lovely soccer game because I think that's how it's gonna be. And for me, it's like I miss going to Bang. I especially miss going to Dodger Stadium. Um, yeah. I'm a baseball and basketball. Not just yeah. Get a COVID test. Yeah, just not COVID. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Um, I know. yeah, I actually um, if you listen to um the last episode I posted on what's the word LA, I talk about the journey that I went that with COVID because it's affected me in a way. Um, I did test positive. This was a while back, but I recovered. Um, I'm more healthier than I was back then. In a way, it did affect me because I was like, you know what? I need to make certain changes to my system, to my body. And I'm slowly exercising. I'm exercising again. I'm trying to get back in shape. And once all this is over, you know, I'm going to just be like, you know what? I'm going to go out. I'm going to celebrate. And I'm going to definitely get season tickets for LEFC. But um, I actually had a question regarding Angel City. Um, yeah. you girls mentioned that you girl that you wanted to see certain players on the roster. And yes. I Alex Morgan was the number one person that comes to mind because it's like she grew up 
in LA. This is her home. So I think like why yeah. not why not come back to play for your city? I think yeah, it's definite. I think Alex was one of my number one picks. Yes. I think she would love to be back here. I um, think she would too. She's posting about the team, so she she's is. super involved and she's reposted some things. So yeah. you know, I think other than the fact that her husband ended up going where, like Philly or something. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like, know. Mr. Alex the- Morgan is playing now, not in the MLS, but yeah. I USL. Yeah, too. he he went to a different. Know. Yeah, he went to a different team, but yeah. But you know what? But though? Mr. Alex Morgan clearly would come back to LA. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think. So. Yeah. In a heartbeat, sure. I think. I think so. I think it would be um, dope. I think it would be pretty awesome for her I to come back. I think it would be good. I would also, since we are doing equal pay for women, and since we are going to give them a wage that they can afford to live in Los Angeles with, mm-hmm. my dream player would be Ada Hegerberg. Yeah. I want to see bring some international. I, I want. Oh my God! I would cry to see her play in person. She's just so talented, and I think. She could really do a lot for the team, but there's yes. so many players within the NPSL that I would love to see yes. come here and be part of this first women's team in Los Angeles. And yeah, no, you I, know, I'm just going to be excited to see whoever I can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think we're going we're gonna to love whoever our yeah. ownership group decides to bring in to LA. Because just as much as they have thought so much about the whole we are English yeah. City brand. I'm sure they're going to put just as much thought into the players they're going to bring here. And yeah. they're not going to look at talent alone, I don't think. I think there's going to be a lot of factors that are going to go into choosing who they want to bring to L.A., who's yeah. going to fit the L.A. Culture and yeah. the culture and what we have to offer. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think we're going to start out of the gate, you know, very dynamic. And I, I think, yeah. I can't imagine, that first game we played, Wherever it may be, because again, they're not going to announce any of that. Yeah, we still don't know the mm-hmm. end of the year. I think they're going to announce the official name. Yeah, and they're going to announce the official location. So stay tuned for that, and that's something we're going to be covering actively as it comes out. But I and think it's going to be. Incredible. I will be. I will be listening to that, and I hope listeners of this podcast go check out Angel City Chicks. Um, I really enjoyed the podcast. Um, I know you girls have done this for a year, but you girls officially released your first episode. I believe it was last Friday. It was July 23rd. July 23rd. Well, I think that's last Friday. Well, that was, well, yeah, it was, yeah, last week. Days actually matter still. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, in this, uh, in this year of 2020, I don't even know if days, I think it's yeah. just mm-hmm. months. We're going by at this point. Yeah. And the fact that it's all 2020. The fact that we're in August already, I it blows my mind. Oh, like, man. What, what is going on right now? I don't know. Where did the year go? We're going to record later today, actually. Yeah. Oh, nice. We're trying to get a, another episode out later today for everyone. And we're also launching a new segment on Instagram TV. So we're trying to be a little more dynamic. You know, LASD has taught us a lot about podcasting because the pod fan for LASD is incredible. Yes. And, you know, we've taken inspiration from not only Defenders of the Bank, which, of course, our significant others run. Yes. But also places like Shoulder to Shoulder, SPSC, Heart of LA, Mm -hmm. and even like 110 Football who do so much. Yeah, 110 Football. I've seen seen their I've heard their podcast. I've seen their videos, too. Um, yeah. really talented so, folks. So I'm yeah, excited good for this. Friends of ours too. So it's fun to be able to see those people and what they've done and what they've tried to capture. And we're trying to roll it all into one megapod for yeah. us. So it's, you know, we're going to try and incorporate what shoulder to shoulder does with mm-hmm. their interviewing of the fans and talking to people and getting to know the stories. We're trying to incorporate what SBSC does in terms of being the culture. 
yes. the culture, the fun of it. And, you know, you can the hear that, that in I our really plot. know about. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, um, obviously, what Defenders of the Bank does in terms of game recap. So, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about our inspirations for podcasting. You know, we've also got some great female icons to look to with Gigi from LASD. Yes. She does an incredible job as a sideline reporter and as a reporter for LASD. And also Susanna Collins, Julian Sackowitz, yeah. who are um, on the call-up, which is an MLS podcast. And they also are reporters for the MLS. So, you know, we've got some great icons. And, you know, in the past year, we've actually been able to make contact with all these fabulous women and get their opinions and advice and their support. And, yeah, I mean, if we reached out to them right now, I mean, all of them would get back to us and, you know, talk with us. So, you know, they know who we are. Yeah. So we're just excited to see where this goes and what we can do with it. I'm, and you know what, and I can't wait. And I can't wait because... I feel like now is the time for, you know, it's it's been a long time coming for a women's soccer team to be in L.A., but um, you have no idea how much I appreciate the power of a woman because they tend to be underestimated, and it pisses me off because I'm just like, no, women are the reason why this world still, you know, still rotates around. Like, like women mm-hmm. have a lot of power, a lot of knowledge, but at the same time, they're very underestimated. And me, I grew up playing sports. Yeah. I grew up playing with girls. And to this day, I empower women to step up. I empower young ladies to, you know, to speak their piece, to stand up for themselves. And it's like, like I ha- I coach boys and I coach girls, but I've had a moment where I had three girls come up to me and be like, I want to join a team. I'm like, you're in. So then the boys look at me. They're like, what? Like, why are these girls joining? I'm like, do you want to leave? They're like, no. So I'm like, so, get you. so I'm like, get used to it. Cause I will have girls on my team. Like, and they're like, but this is an all boys team. I'm like, whose team is this? They're like, nope. yours. I'm like, no, it's not even actually my team. This is our team. So the fact that right. like girls, women are stepping up. Like I'm happy for them. Like I'm happy. The yeah. fact that women are now, have more power to get out in the world and become someone like we have women leaders today that, you know, have made a name, have made a name for themselves and have stood up to, you know, have stood up for what they believe in. And I I have like, I have, yeah, I have women bosses too. And I respect the hell out of them. I'm just like, like, you know what? I don't look at you differently. It's like, I don't discriminate based on gender. Like, why would I go and do that? Like, why would people go and do that? So, yeah, like, irrelevant. Power to the women, power to those who are not afraid to say what they have to say. Uh, I love your motto, by the way, like the unapologetic. Like, I think that's something that. Undeniable. Yeah, that's a movement waiting to waiting to happen. And it's happening now as we speak. So. 100 percent. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. The fact that a bunch of women said, you know what, let's do this. Yes. And they came together and they did it mm-hmm. and it's here and it's happening. It's, it's I mean, here. Everybody's just got to get out of the way. Yep. Right. Move out the way. We're coming through. Yeah. We're coming through. This Ready is a bat- Yeah. This is a battle that like, if you're willing to step up to it, be prepared to have your ass handed to you because it's, it's something that I'm, I'm for, you know, I'm for women to, you know, to be leaders. Like at the end of the day, it's like, like, okay, I'm definitely in for it. Like, I, I'm i not going to be like, oh, just because you're a woman, you can't do this. It's like, no, dude, that's disrespectful. And I've had, <laughs> I've had to step up for people because 
Sometimes they get scared. Sometimes they get nervous. So I'm just like, you know what? I'll protect the little people, but at the same time, I will say something if needed to be said. And there's women there too that will step up for men. And I've seen this on TV shows. I've seen this on, you know, in reality, it's like they step up for their men and, you know, they'll punch a guy. And I'm just like, oh, like, I do not want to get on her way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. So we're actually almost at the end of the show, ladies. I know. I, I, I'm, oh. trust me, I'm enjoying this because <laughs> the fact that, like, I love meeting new people. And then the fact that you ladies are a big part of LAFC, I'm just like, this is amazing. I want to promote your your platform. And it's pretty awesome what you girls are doing in your podcast. But I have one more question for you. Okay. Okay. The greatest women's soccer player, who would that be? And this can be in the U.S. This can be worldwide. Who's the one lady that comes to your mind that has made an impact for soccer, for women's soccer? Gotta go Brandy Chastain. All right, all right. I'm a big fan of Mia Hamm. Mia Hamm? Mia. Okay. Yeah, Mia Hamm. I mean, that's a name that resonated with me early on. I was a soccer fan, but I knew who she was. Yeah. So the fact that her name, you know, was something I knew, and mm-hmm. I knew who she was, and I wasn't even a fan of soccer, mm-hmm. means she was doing things. She was out there making an impact in some way that resonated across the sport in general. Yes. Yeah. And then you've got Brandi Chastain, too, who's, you know, very iconic in women's soccer and women's empowerment. Oh, yeah. yeah. I also just want to point out, like, this ownership group we have, you know, with, in addition to Mia Hamm for Angel City, Abby Wambach, who's the highest all-time goal scorer yes. for international games, Julie Saudi who's the former president of the Women's Sports Foundation. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Lauren Holiday, who was the first NPSL player to, sorry, and okay. WSL player to have her jersey number retired. You know, yeah. Angel City has taken this idea of iconic women in soccer and iconic women in sports. Mm-hmm. And they're like, bring them all. Let's go. Bring them on. Hold on, hold on. You know, Let's get it If anybody has a chance to go to the Rose Bowl and go and visit they have a statue there for her, you yeah. know, like her very iconic moment where she's like doing her pose yes. and everything. I've been there. I've taken a picture with I've it. I've seen it. Um, we should probably go and take yeah. a picture together with it for yes. sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fact that, that celebration after that goal, oh. you know, ripping her shirt off, things like that. Yes. Yeah. You hadn't seen in women's soccer before. And it's like, it was scandalous at the time. But, you mm-hmm. know, it was a huge step towards empowerment. And that's where also part of the 99 and Rebellion 99 comes which is once again the official supporters group for Angel City. That 99 is to pay homage to the 99 Women's World Cup team. Yes, I didn't know that actually. I didn't know that. That's a pretty cool fun fact to know. So yeah, there's lots of reasons behind it, but that's one. Yeah. Of them. yeah, and that's why I brought you ladies here because you know, you know the, you know the fact, you know the history, and I'm still learning as as we speak and. Like, I honestly did. I, I saw 99 Rebellion. I was like, why 99? Like, I probably, and then when you tell me that, I was like, reasons. ah. We'll probably talk about that on our podcast. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. So, tune in. We'll, we'll highlight some things and some more information about all that. But, yeah, yes. for sure. You know, right. And that's another reason for the podcast. Yes. To kind of help people who don't know, you know, all about it. Like, they're intrigued. They're interested. They want to know more, you know. So, you know what? Listen, yeah. we'll, we'll help you figure it out. And we'll yes. help to make you a fan of this team in L.A. Because yes. you're not going to win against this. You're going to be a fan. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> We're going to win. Yeah. yeah. And okay. I would just encourage anyone, you know, you know, neither one of us are actually extroverts. We're both introverts. 
So if there's ever anything you want to do in life and you don't necessarily feel comfortable with it, you can find someone that supports you. You know, Panda and I have become really good friends. And, you know, even though neither one of us really, it took us a while to get comfortable with this and to be comfortable in front of the microphone and putting our ideas out there. But we support each other. Our men supported us and we found a lot of love outside of just the two of us. And we've just decided, you know, we're going to put ourselves out there. Yeah. And that's one of the things also we want to encourage anyone DM us, reach out to us on Instagram. You know, we're open books and we've kind of decided to just put our lives out there and to put what we know and our passion out there for anyone who's willing to listen. Yes. Okay. And I'm glad that you girls mentioned that open book policy because a lot of people are are so shy to reach out. And I honestly didn't think, I honestly thought it was going to take days um, for you ladies to reach out to me. And I, when you got, when you ladies hit me up, I was just like, oh, Yes, like, oh, it's happening, it's happening. I'm excited. So, yeah, we want to connect with people. You know, this is going to be such a big community, and we want to get to know everyone. So, we're active in the supporters group channel, and we're yes. also active online. So, if you've got a question, it doesn't matter what it is, you know, reach out to us because we want to be there. We want to help grow this sport, and we want to help grow this community. So, mm-hmm. honestly, don't be afraid. We're not that scary. We're probably more scary to you than you are to us. <laughs> probably. <laughs> no, but, but honestly, ladies, I I cannot stress how happy I am that you ladies came to the show. Um, I'm very appreciative of this. Um, is there anything else that you ladies like to add before we end the show? I know, I know. It's... Just a big thank you to you. Like we appreciate you reaching out to us and being able to you know have us on. You know, it's been a really fun experience and. We're glad to have gotten to know you, and we're excited for the journey that we're going to have. Oh, yeah. The friendship performance. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. And you can catch me at the games as well. I, once LAFC comes back and they start playing at the bank, um, I am looking to becoming a season ticket holder. I will be in the supporter section. I need to. Yes. I, the first time Go I went there, I, we fell love in love, I fell in love with that with that area, and I was just like, <gasps> like I need to go back. Yeah. I need to go back. It's- it's a great time. We had a small experience when we were in uh, Portland, when we went to the away yeah. game there. And so that was the first time we were in a supporter-type atmosphere. And yeah. my was hair incredible. was covered in beer. My shoes were sticky. <laughs> my knees were bruised from hitting the front oh, seat yes. in front oh, of us. Yeah. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was the best time. It was the best time. I, I couldn't do it every game there. there yeah. It's something totally different. Um, yeah. But I loved it, and I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, I sure. I definitely need to travel with the team, um, with the supporters as well. Um, one of the places that I actually want to go to is Seattle. Okay, I went to the first game in Seattle. Ooh. Jr. and I, Jr. my boyfriend and I both went up. Yeah, and oh my god, it's it was so much fun. I want to go to Atlanta. Atlanta is one that I would actually love to yeah. go to. I've seen the stadium. I've seen their fan base. I'm just like, it is crazy the fact that they can it's fit incredible in. Incredible that they yeah. are filling that. Seventy-five thousand I mean, people. people. Seventy-five thousand. Yeah. That's incredible. And that incredible. is a testament to the sport in general that they're able to do that. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's not like Atlanta is devoid of sports down there. Mm-hmm. They have sports teams. Yeah. But yet they're still like selling out a soccer stadium of what oh, seventy plus thousand. Yeah. yeah. Seventy-five. Come on. It's incredible. And I'm pretty sure there's a woman at the helm for their TIFO design and supporter culture. So yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Isn't she a black female of that? Yes, she hey, is a minority go. female who is on the forefront of their design. So, hey, what's better than that, honestly? 
true, true, true. <laughs> oh man. Well, you know what? Like I said, once all this is over, we are definitely gonna rejoice at the stadium. We're gonna celebrate. We're gonna drink. Yeah. We're gonna scream our lungs out for the team. And here's the thing. I have been picturing in my moment what will happen when kickoff or the first pitch is thrown at Dodger Stadium. I honestly think that the crowd is just going to erupt and just be happy that they're back at the stadium, back where, you know, their inner sanctum, because it's home to many people. That's their getaway. So they better be excited. Oh, I mean, they, I that's will. Be the thing <laughs> that they celebrate the most, you know, not even the game itself, just the fact that we're here live watching it. Yes. Like, uh, I, I can't imagine what that first moment's going to feel like, whether it's soccer. I just can't. I, I can't wait for it. Or baseball. I, I don't know. And, you know, maybe 2020 is what I want to call a big dose of perspective. Maybe it's just yeah. a moment and tell everybody, you know what, all right, you guys don't appreciate enough of what's going on in the world and what you have and what we are able to experience. Yep. So we're going to take it away from you for a minute. And when I, you come back, maybe you'll appreciate it. That appreciate part. <laughs> that part right? indeed. No, I agree. I agree with you because it's like, look, I've gone yeah. to different countries. I've gone to Mexico. I've gone to Europe. Um, to compare Mexico and California, mm-hmm. like speaking, I'm not speaking for myself. It's like I'm speaking, you know, for other people. We don't appreciate some of the stuff in this city. And it saddens me because we have a lot of stuff where we have a lot of resources that can get us through life. But in Mexico, it's like it's a whole different environment there. It's like they have less than what we have, but they appreciate what they have. They're very humble about it. I just feel like here, like a lot of us, we do appreciate it. And I know you ladies appreciate the life that you're living right now and the stuff that you're doing. And same here. You know, I, yeah, I got sick. You know, I, I, you know, I got the virus, but I'm still going. I'm still pushing through. Yeah. And yeah. You know, in a way, it's just like I appreciate life more than I did before, and it's like, and I'm gonna continue appreciating it more every single day. But out in Mexico, it's like, like they're just happy to be living life. They're happy with their homes. It's like their homes are a lot more smaller than you know than here. Right. It's a different environment there. So it's just like one thing I would love to. You know, to put out there is just appreciate the life, appreciate the home, appreciate the stuff that you have because you never know when that can be taken away from you forever. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I, I think one of the things about myself that I kind of pride myself on is having perspective, and that's I mean that's because I spent fifteen years in the military. I spent mm-hmm. a year overseas in Iraq, and that one year in Iraq was one of the most impactful ones. I salute you. To, I salute you for life. that. Yes, because. It did exactly what this year is doing to me now or mm-hmm. to other people. It's putting things in perspective. Yes. It's taking a step back from the luxuries of life and being able to say, you know what? We should be way more thankful for the little things. I mean, there's so many things that you take for granted until they're taken away. Yes. And then you're like, whoa, all right. Yeah. All right. I need to be, I need to pay more attention. And I think that's why I don't get so upset about so many things like some people can because I'm like, hey, listen, mm, I mean, I slept on a concrete floor using a poncho as a pillow for yeah. a few nights, you know, in 130 degree weather. Like, yeah, I'll be okay if I can't have my mimosa till later. Yeah. <laughs> I think just, yeah. we just need you to know? be, pa- yeah, we I need to be patient. Everyone does take a moment to step back and just appreciate life. Because mm-hmm. it may be hard right now, but we're going to get through it. We're yeah, still absolutely. living. We're still here to talk about it. Yes, we are. Yeah, the best part. Yes, we are, ladies. And everything you said 
100% agree with you and we just need to be patient in life everyone like just like slow down you know appreciate the stuff that you have right now because I feel like once we return to the original normal then I feel like things are gonna go back to the way they were and we don't want that we want to you know, we want to incorporate the new normal into the original normal where we appreciate life. We go on and appreciating the people that we have, too, because it's like we need pe- we need friends. We need our family. Yeah. And, you know, the friendship that you two ladies have, it's like that says a lot. And I'm really glad that you girls. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm really glad that you girls have this podcast because. Podcasts are becoming a big thing in LA and with LAFC having multiple podcasts um, out there, I think it's a big deal. And, you know, for me, it's like my job is to one, host the podcast and to support it and promote it. So um, with that being said, I actually have something called the LA Podcasters. It's something that a couple of my friends and I have made and we're slowly looking for people to add to that list. So with that being said, ladies... Would you ladies like to be a part of that LA podcasters group? Yes, I think so. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, all right. Hey, you girls said yes. I would love I would be happy to have you on there. And I actually do two podcasts. I do this one, What's the Word LA? And I do another one, which is my first project. It's called Living in the 323. That one is actually with a co-host of mine. Her name is Princess Abby. That's what we call her. So once Angel City takes off, I would love to have you girls in that podcast. So she can definitely um, have an idea of who you ladies are. Because she's not a big sports fan, and she said that she wants to get into it. So I think if she hears it from right. you ladies, she'll definitely be more motivated. Yeah, so, that'd be awesome. For sure. For sure. Definitely. All right. All right, ladies, we are out of time, unfortunately. But that doesn't mean that I won't. Like, I would love to bring you girls back in the future. What do you girls say? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, let us know. We'll talk. I mean, hopefully, um, you know, we'll have a lot more to talk about, you know, as yes. the days we go on. So, yeah, we'd love to. Absolutely. We have lots to say, as you can't tell. If you haven't noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, folks, for those of you listening to this podcast, thank you so much once again. Let's give it a one more time for Angel City Chicks, Nina and Amanda. By the way, Amanda, that's one of my favorite names. And I talked about this by myself. I was like, what would I name if I have a girl in the future? And, and Amanda is actually one of the top three. Aww. So <laughs> I love that I, name. I'm not a fan of my name. Yeah. I'm offended. I'm sorry, Nina. <laughs> no, but you know what? Actually, Nina. Um, Nina's actually another term for godparent. Godmother. Yeah, godmother. Yep. So, if anything, I would be like, I'm gonna tell my child, be like, you know what? Like, go talk to your Nina because she misses you and she loves you. So, no, I definitely I love your names. Um, <laughs> folks, for those of you who are listening, make sure you guys follow Angel City Chicks on Instagram and also subscribe to their podcast. They have such an amazing vibe and they talk about amazing stuff. And if you are shy and getting into sports, let these la- lovely ladies be the inspiration and the motivation for you to get into it, especially for Angel City that's coming in 2022 and yes. LAFC who are going into their I believe it's their third season or 
third season, I believe. Yes. Yeah, started in 2018. Started in 2018. And they have a long way to go, but they're this close getting into that, um, getting the ship. So I have faith in the boys. I have faith in Bob Bradley. I have faith in the organization. So let's get it, L.A. Let's get it, L.A. Let's make the city better every single day. Yay! Oh, ladies, I actually have one more question I forgot to ask you. Where would Angel City be playing at? Or where would you love to see them play at? So we don't know yet. Where would we love to see them play? Uh, at the bank. the bank. At the bank, okay. I think it's more likely that they're going to end up at Dignity Health. Sports Park. I forget what they're branded as now, but yes, Dignity Health. They should They should have just kept the StubHub Center. I don't know why they changed the Dignity. Oh, it's such Depot a long-ass name. Let's go back. <laughs> Dignity Health Sports Park. I just can't right now. Yeah, yeah I, I can't know. either. <laughs> we don't know. So just stay tuned. Listen, we'll we'll find out as much as we can as it goes and get that info out. But yeah. hopefully by the end of the year, we'll have an answer to that question yes. of where yeah. they're actually going to play. Yes, yes. All right. Well, I'm excited. I'm I'm ready for this. It's been a long time coming. So, folks, Angel City 2022, make sure you stay tuned and make sure you tap into Angel City Chicks. You won't be disappointed. You will actually have a lot of fun. And one more thing. If you listen to the podcast, make sure you have a drink in hand because these lovely (laughs) ladies love to toast. So make sure you toast to Angel City Chicks. Ladies. Thank you so much again. I do appreciate you ladies coming in here. Let's take Thank a self. Let's take a selfie. So I'm gonna promote this on the on the page. Oh, oh, oh. oh ladies, no, ladies, you oh. look you look absolutely fine. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready in three, two, smile. All right, I got it. <laughs> okay, we're like still holding. Oh it. no, <laughs> you girls look fine. And uh, and let me add one more thing before we go. Um, what are your men's podcasts again? Defenders of the Banks. Defenders of the Banks, folks. So for those LAFC fans out there that need more info or love to hear or love to talk about soccer, check out the dudes. They are on Apple Podcasts, I presume. Yes, all, all right. the podcasts, all the platforms. Yeah, all the platforms. All the Excellent. All right, folks, make sure you guys tune in. Make sure you follow me at MGBlue323. I'm also at Living in the 323. And make sure you hit the subscribe button, not just to What's the Word LA, but to Angels angel city chicks as well i'm sure they would appreciate it and they will love it ladies thank you so much for joining me today again i hope to see you. you at the stadium soon absolutely have a good one thank you so much you too